1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on our favorite podcast at Ron Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube, Dono Daily every single day on all the South Florida sports and FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall unlike the newspapers. Also, check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network, you can still play this one. They're doing it with baseball, MMA, and all of the other sports. They also have the NFL futures already up there. Go to Prizepicks.com or go to the uh, Google play store. If you're an Android person, go to the app store. If it's Apple and get prize picks, use the code five F I V E. We still people sign, still see people signing up, but they're not depositing to get the bonus. You got to actually deposit money. They will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. You don't need to spend it all at once. So you can just deposit 20 bucks if you feel like it and give it a shot. So go to prize fix, use that code F-I-V-E. And now, tonight's episode.
2: Down the
3: Yikes. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like saying you in trouble, y'all.
2: Kept the floor playing, Got it all bang. Y'all seen the block. stop with one hand. And Pat we trust. It's have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it
1: up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo,
2: plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Before I get to today's floor plan, did want to make a bit of an announcement. You might have seen this on Twitter On Friday, we put it out there on our accounts. We have entered into a partnership here on Five on the Floor with Fansided. You might be familiar with Fansided. Of course, they've got sites on all of the teams, um, pretty much in professional sports. They do have a Miami Heat site as well. And the partnership is not going to do anything in terms of cutting our content here. We still have complete creative control of all the content um, here. We have complete control of all the personnel But it is going to allow us to expand because it has a huge platform. They're going to be promoting us on their social media channels. They're going to be putting us on their website as well. Also, you may hear some different advertisements here on the podcast. And it is, like I said, going to allow us to expand. So we've been wanting to expand anyway. We will give you more details as we go in terms of maybe personnel, days per week, etc. But Five on the Floor is only going to get bigger. And we do appreciate um, all of you because... The reason this is happening is because you're listening. We, we got up as high as number 14 overall in all basketball podcasts. That included pro and college during the Eastern Conference Finals. Actually, for that week, we were the top rated local NBA podcast in the country. The other 13, uh, the 13 that were ahead of us were all national podcasts. So we want to thank you. It's good for us. It's good for you. It's not leaving Five Reasons Sports Network. It's not leaving the YouTube channel. It's not leaving any of the places that you currently get it. It's just going to be in more places. So we appreciate that. All right. Today's floor plan. We've got a lot of things that we could go to. We discussed the possibility of doing an Oladipo pod or maybe a Gabe Vincent pod, but there's bigger stuff at play right now. And obviously we understand you guys want to start talking about transactions. The draft is coming up here this Thursday. I've got Greg Silvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Salito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. You should check out Brady's article on Donovan Mitchell and how he might fit with the heat. This may seem pie in the sky, but we're just preparing for everything. He's also going to do an an article on Bradley Beal. We're going to focus today on Beal. I think we're going to bring on Brady to talk about Mitchell here over the next 48 hours. We want to get into the Bradley Beal thing. I feel like we've done this podcast before. Will he? Won't he? He did an interview with Josh Robbins um, of The Athletic, which basically suggested he he's going to give his future at a later date. Uh, he's going to tell his future. We know that he's pretty much the biggest tease in the sports, but we also know Greg that the heat continue to have interest in Bradley Beal. Yeah. I mean,
3: this dates back to, um, gosh, I, I, 2018, early 2019. Uh, I feel like Miami is at interest since then. And, uh, the interest has, uh, seemingly always remain mutual, which I think is interesting. Uh, you know, Bradley Beal has a player option to decide on it somewhere in the neighborhood of $35, 36000000 million. And actually in this type of um, environment, he's using his player option to potentially, uh, you know, he can get into free agency and dictate where he wants to go if he really wants to go down that route or he can use it as uh, kind of something to negotiate with Washington to get him where he needs to go. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to watch Brad Beal. Uh, there's been a lot of, you know, like word on the street type of stuff related to Bradley Beal in Miami. Uh, I'm told Bradley Beal has recently had conversations with, um, players around the team about the ability, you know, Jimmy Butler in particular about the ability for those guys to get a ring before the window closes for them. The, them. So I'll be interested to see how Riley um, approaches this, if it does manifest into a, a larger conversation, because it, it would, it almost basically guarantees Kyle Lowry would be on the move, which I think none of us anticipated, but we've seen them kind of uproot something that you thought was going to be good for something great uh and i think bradley beal may be uh and this is gonna again pie in the sky but of of all of the quote unquote whale home run options at this stage it appears as if it may be the most realistic of the bunch which i didn't think i'd say um you know going into free agency in the draft
1: well, for it to be realistic, uh, again, he has to want to leave. I mean that—that's the thing about this, and that's why. You know, I remember having Candice uh, Buckner uh, on, who's covered Beal for years on this podcast. Like, I don't know, 2019, <laughs> uh, where I, you know, I said that Beal would eventually end up in Miami, and and so far, I've been wrong uh, because he's just never ultimately wanted to go. It seems like he likes playing the public game. He does this thing on social media where he kind of teases a little bit. Um, We've seen that consistently. We'll get into what kind of a player he is at this stage with Alex in a second. I just want one more quick follow with Greg because, yes, the assumption has always been here that Tyler Hero would be on the move, but we know that Tyler's contract doesn't make any of this work, right? So what what would be the possible – just give me – let's say it's a one – it's a two team trade, a one team to one team trade, which again, it doesn't have to be. I mean, there could be other teams that get involved. We've seen the heat make trades with as many as five teams um, in the past. So, so let me just, let me just go to you on this or them being one of the five teams. Uh, what, what would, a, what would the construction of a Bradley Beal deal even look like? Because you this mentioned is Lowry. it's
3: interesting. Yeah. Cause um, to your point, if he were to opt into that last year, the deal, the 2022, 20, 23 player option for around $36 million, um, you know, the the natural package everyone wants to throw together is Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and, uh, you know, maybe draft picks and a couple other uh, low salary players. But that's only getting you in the ballpark of being able to obtain some player that makes around 25, $26 million at most. So you're already seeing with Bradley Beal at a $36 million um, player option that, that's not going to get you there. So to me, it indicates a couple of things. One, it's that Kyle Lowry's contract would have to be involved in order for them to get uh, enough salary, you know, like Lowry and Hero, for instance, and then other, you know, whatever other assets were attached. That's the type of package that makes the money work. So to me, what it also could indicate if Bradley Beal becomes more and more realistic as we uh, get to June 30th at 6 p.m., that's when free agency kicks off or the moratorium is lifted in terms of negotiating. Um there could be a follow-up move here because then you have Duncan, who um, I think if you had Bradley Beal in this scenario, you would then want to maybe package Duncan with something else to try to uh, gain more front court help. So to me, that that's the interesting thing is that if this does become reality, it feels like a, a ma- the first move of a major overhaul.
1: Could we be looking at a Bradley Beal, gave Vincent backcourt? Yes, exactly. That's where I'm heading. Correct. Right. I, and I think that the, the confidence that Gabe, uh, you know, earned during during the, you know, the season and especially I thought in the postseason uh, where he was one of their few effective play. <laughs> Gabe was one of the few guys on the team that played to the level of the regular season for, mo- for most of the postseason, which there's not a whole bunch of guys that you could have said that about. Uh, and he's in the mix. And of course, his contract is cheap, which allows them to do some other things here. All right, I'm going to bring in Alex on the basketball stuff here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Hurricane season is coming. I know it's hard to believe because basically it was about 300 degrees at the beach this weekend, but it is coming. Okay. You'll start to feel the breezes. You'll start to hear the name storms. Check out All Pro Construction Builders. You can find them on Instagram at that name, All Pro Construction Builders. You can reach out to Danny at 305 484 4429. That's 305 484 4429. He's a huge, Miami Heat fan. He's a fan of us here at the network, which is why if you mention us, you get a 10% discount off the entire order in addition to after, after you get the free estimate. And here's the thing about it. You need the impact windows and doors, okay? You got to protect your property, whether it's residential or commercial. Don't just leave it up to the insurance companies and all that to take care of you. If something goes wrong, reach out to all pro construction builders, state certified licensed and insured general contractor. They service Miami-Dade and Monroe, but also Broward. They use locally made products, competitive pricing, but also that quality service. So reach out to Danny, 305-484-4429, 305-484-484. 44, 29, Alex. I feel like I come to you on these topics that we've done 3000 times. Uh, like the, the bam thing the last time. Now we're doing another Bradley Beal podcast. He's another year older, another year of no success in Washington. From a team perspective, they got off to a hot start. I think we all called it early that that was going to fade. It did. He ended up injured again, which has been something that's happened here over the past couple of seasons. He has been in the league a long time. Like he came into the league young. And he's done a lot of losing like I I mean, he really, you know, I mean, with the exception of a couple of years with John Wall and one in which Paul Pierce was I mean, Paul Pierce was taking big shots for Washington, really the last time that they were relevant. So I don't know if he's ever going to leave. Okay, if he was to leave is he's obviously he's obviously more on Jimmy Butler's timeline than Tyler Hero is. I think we agree on that how much better is he at this stage than what Tyler just won six man of the year. Bradley Beals won a scoring title or been real close to it. How, how, how much better is Bradley Beal than Tyler hero for the Miami heat
2: right now? I still think, you know, to give uh, Tyler his, his due, like, you know, he had a really strong season. And I think a lot of the stuff that happened to him in the playoffs was, you know, like, like we talked about here, a lot of it had to do with all the attention he got. And I think that's something that clearly he, he kind of hit the wall against him in the playoffs way before he even got hurt, and then he got hurt. So there was no way for him to even bounce back or kind of respond on the highest level. Even though it would have been a lot tougher versus the Celtics' defense, um, he really didn't get that chance there in the Conference Finals. You know, I think he could grow out of it. I think he could respond to these things. Like I, I think this is kind of like that—that that, uh, growth is part of that trajectory of growth. It's like you you deal with these things with and and you adjust to it. And I think now that he's seen it, he can grow. He can still help them win now. Having said that, Beal is no doubt to me the easier fit and the, the guy who helps you win more now. And I think it's it's worth having to put in Tyler, having to potentially trade Kyle, which is not something that, you know, I'm very high on, but I think for, for a guy of that caliber, you, you definitely got to heavily consider it. Because I do think Beal is, you know, uh, I think had a down year in a lot of people's minds. And I get why, because he kind of went from, what was it? 30 points a game the, year, the season before to 23 last season, which is a pretty, you know, that that's uh he fell off a little bit production wise. But then when I, when I was looking at his advanced stats, like a lot of it is still there. Um, he actually had a huge leap in assist percentage from uh, this season, last season by 11%. So he's really done and it's kind of gone up uh, over the years. And I just think he's kind of gradually turned into a, a more polished player. And I think he's kind of the win now version of Tyler. Like he is everything that you want Tyler to turn into. And I will say, um, you know, not that Beal is a great defender, right? But the difference is you, it's not like you feel good about the guys that you would be sending out on defense other than Kyle. I think the Kyle thing, it's, it's, a, it's a tough cost. I think it's a tough conversation to have a season after um, not only the, for the basketball reasons, but for Jimmy reasons, political reasons. Like, I think you had to get him to a third team and it had to be a nice situation. I think it, it would be terrible to send him to D.C., to be honest. <laughs> but um, I do think Bo is worth it. Like, I do think he's still that good. You need that guy um, if he's available. Right. Like, I do think they can still win if they're not able to grab a star like that. That being said, Beal is that good. Like, I do think he, he is that guy for them. He can I, can I give
1: you? Can I give you a counter here? And and I think people know that I'm a fan of Bradley Beal in a lot of ways. Can I give you his numbers from last year? Because <laughs> they're not good. I mean, has anybody really looked at his numbers from last That's year? That's what I what was after?
2: just talking about. It's like the the. I,
1: I mean, they're they're not good. I mean, he, he went from okay. First thing, the team was more competitive early in the season. Okay, so he was in. I mean, it didn't last, but it was more of a winning situation. I mean, people were talking about the way. That Harold was playing, that uh, Kuzma was playing, etc. They beat Miami a couple times early in the year, if you remember. They they came back and won a game uh, that they really had no business winning. That the Heat kind of choked away early. That was kind of one of our 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 con- like concern games early in the year where they just they just collapsed at the end. Um, Bradley Beal last year a- after two seasons in which he played 57 and 60 games. Okay, that's the other thing. He played 82 games two straight years uh 2017 2018 2018 2019 okay he played 82 games and averaged 36 37 minutes the next year he played 57 games he averaged 30.5 on 56% shooting 2021 he played 60 games he averaged 31.3 on 49% shooting 35% from 3 last year the team was better early he was a lot worse he played 40 games He averaged 23.2 on 45% shooting, 30% from three on five-plus attempts, 30%. His effective field goal percentage of 49 was the lowest since 2014-15. His free throw rate, and I think way down, he went from 8 or 7.7 the previous two seasons to 5.1. Uh, rebounds, rebounds mentioned his assists were up last year. So he, he was handling the ball a little bit more. His turnovers are still high, but I, I don't really care about turnovers for high usage players. Uh, but I mean, overall, like, I, I don't know if he was deferring more.
2: I don't know if it was the injuries he was, he,
1: he was dealing. He, I mean, he was a 30% three-point shooter last year.
2: Yeah, that's and that's where it really shows. That's where the down year really shows for for Brad, because like I I was kind of looking through his shooting numbers, seeing where the difference came from and where that dip happened. And it really was just three point shooting because the attempts and the efficiency are almost the same when it comes to at the rim and from mid range. And really, overall, he took less shots. He his attempts per 75 were 19 last year compared to 22 point something the year before. So he just did not take as many shots. But what I do think when it comes to threes is the the, the level of difficulty. I think as over these past couple of years, and especially ever since, uh, specifically ever since Russ has not been a part of the, the picture for the Wizards anymore, he has a lot more ball handling to do. And he's not getting those level of shots that he was, that he has been his whole career coming off of, you know, playing with a point guard and coming off of curls and getting those looks. I think the high difficulty stuff, uh factors in here i do think the guy has a really and i know we're not talking about mitchell today but i think him and they they both share a lot of parallels because they both have a lot of uh concerns about their defense both have a lot of concerns about um you know kind of the shooting percentages dipping and having some of the stuff that that you get worried about when it comes to a, a a high volume guard right i think when when you have bad efficiency and bad defense uh for certain points People start to get worried. I do think both of them suffer from a similar thing where, like, they have to do so much for the team offensively that it's almost taking them out of a position where they should be, right? Like, like I think Mitchell and Beal, uh, whichever one, if either one of them were to land here, would be in a great position for the Heat. Like, I do think him surrounded by all his defenders, all other guys who can make stuff happen with the ball, like, I just think he, either one of them will be in, in a great position here. That's kind of how I feel, and I think they will be you know, they could be, their flaws can be masked here. I think they're kind of being asked to do too much for Utah and Washington for their respective teams. If the Atlanta Hawks
3: were to blitz Bradley Beal in the first round, Ethan, how would he handle it in comparison to Tyler Hero? I think that's kind of, when, when we look at the numbers, I think that part of it gets thrown out the window because there's an element of that. Bradley Beal is a more developed basketball player with more experience. So I think that everyone kind of is assuming that, those moments in the playoffs when the extra attention comes and the extra scouting has taken place, that Beal is able to handle that in real time faster and adjust and and, and get acclimated to a playoff atmosphere, although he hasn't been in a ton of them. Um, so I think that that's kind of, I guess, the argument for him is that he is a, he's just more aligned with Jimmy and obviously at 28, I think he's 28 now. Yeah, he'd be 29
1: uh, he, this season. Yeah,
3: he, he bridges a
1: little bit of the gap between. Bam well, they and Jimmy don't have a well. player. They don't have a player in that bracket. See, that, that that's the whole thing. I mean, they've got they've got Jimmy, and and when I come back, I want to get into the Lowry part of this. But they they have Jimmy obviously in the plus, you know, the 32 into 33 bracket. And they got Bam and Tyler in still that sort of young – I know people don't want to believe it with either of them, but they're young, young players. As they said about Tyler, Tyler's 22. Bam's what, 24 – would be 24 this season, uh, 24 into 25. So, like, you know – but there's no one in the middle. I mean, they added Lowry, who's older than, than Jimmy. So that prime area, that 27 to 30 area, they don't have anybody right now. Um, And and I do think that that's important. I've, I've always asked them about this and they like to sort of have like five, five, five on their roster, right? Like five, sort of the young bracket, five kind of the prime bracket. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what, if time was unlimited Flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H E L P.com/slash Miami Heat.
0: Say goodbye.
1: kind of the older bracket well they really don't right now okay um they've got a lot of young they've got young veterans they've got some guys like and again he may not be here but they got a guy like duncan gabe even though mayor is a little older than your average kind of developmental prospect right like max is a little older than your average developmental prospect like they, so but but they, but they don't have anybody in that uh you know kind of in that like i said 26 27 to 30 area and he would give them that I'm not going to argue that Tyler hero at this stage is better than him. I'm not going to argue that Tyler Hero's timeline lines up with Jimmy more. It does not. Okay. There's no, and, and I'm with you on that, Greg. I'm just wondering if some of the decline we've seen in Beale's statistics is just from frustration and boredom, which is probably what the heat are going to look at it with as, um, and again, what else you have to give up and how you can kind of make it happen. I'm not going to argue against this. Okay. I, I'm just telling people that I'm not. But I'm just trying to bring up the fact that a guy who came into the pros, OK, known as a lethal long range shooter, that was his skill shot 30 percent from three on more than five attempts per game. It's bad. It's just it's just bad. And I, I know that some of his responsibilities have shifted, but it's bad. OK, and so, I, you know, I, I'm assuming they figured they can fix that take the ball out of his hands a little bit more, create easier looks. because He's going to play an all playing off of Jimmy Butler instead of Kyle Kuzma. Okay. I, I get all of that. I'm just, I just want to point out there was a dip last season when he was playing with a better team than he was playing with the year before, at least a better, you can argue Westbrook was better than any of the guys that he was traded for, but like a better aligned team. I want to talk about the Lowry part of this in a second before we do, we want to tell you about another of those sponsors that you need in South Florida. It's called water cleanup, water cleanup of Florida. We always say if you got the schmutz, they got the guts. We'll say it again at the end here. Uh, But here's the thing. If you got water, mold, damage, any of that stuff, you got to reach out to Michael and his crew. I want to just give you an example of how honest they are because I actually Michael actually went out to my family's house to uh, solve a problem uh, about two weeks ago. And just decided that, you know, he, he wanted to help. But he was like, he didn't think it was worth doing this particular thing. So he didn't lie to them and say, okay, let's do it anyway. Let me take your money. He was honest with them. You want to deal with honest people here. Okay. Licensed building contractor. They provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping. The busy homeowners and busy business owners require, again, they can help you um, with every, every kind of disaster that you possibly have at your house, water, mold, fire, Reputable, fully licensed, insured and certified contractor. Water cleanup here for you 24 hours a day. Reach out to Michael and his team at 954. They're based in Boca, but they'll serve the service the whole area. 954-579-0356. 954-579-0356. Water cleanup of Florida. Watercleanupflorida.com. Check them out on Instagram as well at Water Cleanup of Florida and at Water Cleanup FL on twitter but again michael's phone number 954-579-0356 and i know michael enjoyed the baby pictures of me in the house so uh, i hope he had fun with that all right let's uh, oh i was supposed to say this sorry greg if you've got the schmutz they got the guts all right and we appreciate them also sponsoring uh the defo show which appears on our youtube channel let's get to the kyle lowry part of this um boy the heat were excited about that last year right and so was Jimmy. <laughs> uh, it would, I, I'm with you, Alex, on the idea that sending him to Washington. Now, it could, it could be a three way trade. I mean, you could find, I mean, maybe you find another partner for him if somebody wants the contract. I don't know which of the teams that were interested last year. We talked about it, whether it was in New Orleans, Dallas, one of those teams. I don't think Philadelphia would be now, now that Maxi's developed. Maybe one of those teams wants to jump up and hope that they that he gets a better shape with them and can make it through an entire season playing at a high level. He did play at a high level for the heat at times this season. He did keep him afloat at times. He did deal with personal issues uh, and still contributed to the team. And he was a good voice for a lot of the different players. We should give him credit. He also really struggled in the playoffs injury or no injury. And, and they did not help them get over the hump. He and Tyler, you point to the two biggest reasons that they didn't go further. It would be Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero did not perform to their regular season standards. Simple, okay? We can talk about all the other guys. Jimmy outperformed. Bam performed well enough. The those two guys did not, and that end, and the shooting was not good enough, and that's why they fell four points short. Sh- four points short of the of the finals. So let's get to the basketball part of this. Um, do you think, Greg, that? that the Heat would be willing to give up on the Kyle Lowry experiment here um, one year into it. And again, remember, they could trade him somewhere he wants to go. Maybe he's not that happy in Miami. We don't really know. Um, Or maybe he could get bought out by a team, although that's a lot of money to get bought out by. So that's probably not happening. But, but I mean, Greg, what do you think they they're at from a basketball perspective with him?
3: See, this is the tough part. And this is where I didn't expect it's why I always thought if there was going to be one of these pie in the sky deals to actually happen, it would be more the Donovan Mitchell stuff because you can get to his salary without using Kyle Lowry with Duncan Robinson, Tyler hero, uh, and you know, a minimum contract draft picks, et cetera, you can get to Donovan Mitchell, but you can't get to Bradley Beal's salary. So it gets interesting because you have to have that tough conversation, but I guess I'd say this, I'd say if, um, I mean, I, I don't think anyone has clearly, uh, indicated and nor how would anyone be able to clearly indicate but how how can we speculate know how Kyle Lowry um internalized what Pat said in that presser about the conditioning stuff and also um you know there it's why I never I just can't I guess this is what I'm trying to say it would surprise the hell out of me if they would uh basically move Uh, heaven and earth to get Kyle Lowry for Jimmy and then just punt on it a year in a year in, it feels like they'd give those two guys more time to figure this thing out. But again, if you got other guys talking and if Kyle, you know, for whatever reason was happy to go somewhere else, or, you know, maybe found his way back to Toronto again, I'm totally speculating about where he would be happy. Uh, You know, Philadelphia, it's funny that you mentioned them because like, you know, his family's there. So like I don't know that that, um, would, would play into anything. Uh, so that's why for me, it's always been hard for me to actually feel like they would go through with it. But if Bradley Beal tells Washington, I want to be in Miami and they come to Miami and say like, we need to figure something out. If this guy wants to go to you, I mean, you have to have that conversation. Don't you? Like I, you have to go to Jimmy and say, listen, this is a clear upgrade.
1: All right. Let me, let me, I want to go to Alex more in basketball. I just want to handle the personal part of this. We know how close Jimmy and Kyle are, um, but it goes beyond basketball. So if, if Kyle is not a thousand percent happy in Miami, we, again, we don't know that Um, I, there were rumblings early in the year. And then I checked it out and they kind of got shot down. And the personal, I just want to be clear, the personal issues that he was dealing with this season had nothing to do with the heat. In fact, the heat were incredibly accommodative of him as they should be. Okay. So, I just want to be clear on that. It's not like he was taking leaves of the absence from the Heat because he was unhappy with them. It's, it has nothing to do with that. Um, but I just want to come back to this. Jimmy Butler's closest friend on the Miami Heat during his first two seasons was Goran Dragic. And Jimmy signed off on the trade of Goran Dragic to get Kyle Lowry, which tells you two things one, how much he likes Kyle Lowry, but the other is he is okay trading his friends. <laughs> so. And, and, and he makes new friends and maybe they're not as close as Kyle Lowry, but there's clearly a friendship there between him and Beal. But here's the other part of it. There's also a friendship there between Bam and Beal. And see, this is, this is the part that gets interesting for me, because if you are basically committing to the Bam-Jimmy build, which is what they've done here, and maybe it's more of a Jimmy build at this stage, as he reasserted his kind of dominance as the number one guy on the team during the playoffs... If you are committing to that, you have to find somebody who makes it work for both of them equally. Now, I think Kyle did at times for Bam, and we discussed that many times about how he made Bam be more aggressive. He passed the ball, he'd get out of the way. Okay, he got in Bam's ear. But they're not peers, okay? They're not peers. Um, Kyle's more of a peer with Jimmy. But Beal kind of bridges that gap. He is in between their ages. It's a more natural kind of three-person pairing than that okay no matter where you throw tyler into this mix uh you also we've also mentioned the possibility and it's funny because there was all those rumors all the years that beal and wall didn't get along but we could see john wall here maybe in a bought out situation which gives you another point guard option and you do have vincent who is very close with bam we know that right before every game who does who does he hug okay who does he who every time bam went to the podium during the playoffs when gabe had a good game who did he go to the podium with gabe Okay, so there there are relationships here to consider where – and the other thing about this is we've always talked about, well, they won't trade this guy because he's friends with this guy. They won't trade this guy because he's friends with this guy. I know Jimmy dictates things more than Bam does. Bam's lost all his – like the guys we thought were his closest friends on the team. He's lost them over the years. First, it was Jay Rich, okay? Man, Justice, more so Jay Rich. Then it was DJJ. Those guys – They went, Bam makes new friends. Everybody likes Bam, okay? So, I mean, that's the one thing nobody has ever questioned, like whether people like Bam. That's one of the attractiveness things of of him for this franchise is that he's likable. Players want to play with him, okay? And they just like hanging out with him. He's a good guy, okay? I don't think anybody's questioned that. So, I I say all this and then I'm going to pivot to Alex here. I say all this to say that I don't necessarily think that the friendship stuff is the stuff that matters the most right now. Jimmy Butler was at a pop-up event in Miami where he wasn't supposed to talk about basketball or he told everybody not to talk about basketball for his coffee stuff and, and everything else. He's doing the ice cream, the coffee, whatever. And he was telling fans, we're going to get a champion. I'm going to get a championship for you next season. That is what it's about for Jimmy Butler. Now he knows he's he's got this very tight window. And if, so I really don't think again, unless Kyle is desperate to stay here, I would be surprised if that is the ultimate impediment, if there's a feeling they can make this team a championship contender right now. So let's, let's go to you, Alex, on all of that. And then the Kyle thing. And do you think Gabe Vincent could be a starting point guard playing next to Bradley Beal, if that's what it comes to?
2: I think we had to do it, yeah. I think Gabe has shown that he could be that plug-and-play guy and you wouldn't need him to be... Too much for you. Like I think he he could absolutely fit into that lineup. He was fitting into that lineup uh, very nicely this season in the regular season and in, the, in and in the playoffs. Obviously, you know it would be a, a big step up in role because he would have to get big minutes every night. It wouldn't be a, a, a situation where you can play somebody else in his place. I think probably not. But um, I I wouldn't even be worried about that part necessarily. I think the Kyle thing, like I said earlier, would be really tough. And I think you you know if push came to shove, push comes to shove, I I would do it, you know, just from my, from my opinion. um, It's just not something that f- it feels off. It feels off. It feels like a Boston Celtics type move. And because of that, uh, since that's against everything that Pat Riley stands for, and obviously the whole team was kind of invested into Kyle. It's only been one year. He hasn't even really gotten his, his shot yet. Like he was injured the entire playoff. So I, it feels too early for that to happen. And so my thing is if, Beal were to actually opt in and try to get traded. Um, and, you know, by the sounds of what Leif is talking about here, that, you know, Jimmy having talked to Beal and Jimmy talking over here at this pop-up, pop-up event about the championship window. And it seems like that's a real point of emphasis right now. All of this is just to say that I think they would go to the route of trying to finesse a deal um, without Kyle Lauer being a part of it, I don't know that that's possible. I don't know if a three-team te- three deal, you can make it happen where you get another contract that can, you know, along with Tyler and Duncan, get a contract from a third team that could fulfill it somehow. But if there is anybody in the league who can make it happen, it's Andy Ellisberg. So again, I'm not up on the cap mechanics. I'm not sure if that's even an actual possibility. I just bet that they would try to make it happen, uh, you know, before actually having trade Kyle. I do I do think they would do it if the opportunity was on the table. And I'm with you guys when it comes to Beal being the more realistic one at this point. Cause I do think the Mitchell stuff is like, you know, it feels like they're going to trade Gobert at some point. Maybe they trade Conley cause he's another big contract. Maybe they try to get something else to just kind of like change things from there. Like Mitchell is their, their money maker. Mitchell is the, the all-star everybody has already blamed Gobert. They're going to get a new coach, trade Gobert and move on. And that's kind of how, where my expectations are at with the jazz right now. So to me, as far as getting, you know, this pie in the sky type of star player, it's uh, it's Bradley Beal or nothing, right? It's Bradley Beal or uh, work on the margins with a Duncan trade. So that's where I, I'm at I, right I, now.
1: I, I think Zach Levine could be in the mix too, but but again, I that that has to kind of be more his desire. I, I do do I want to get to one more philosophical question for Greg after the break. All right, but the the other thing about this, well, you know, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. All right, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm because I, I have two philosophical questions. I'm gonna line them up for you back to back here. After the break, because I, I, I think people are maybe focusing on the wrong stuff here right now and don't really recognize where the heat, see where they are. The heat, you know, heat officials told me before the season that they thought between six to eight teams can win a championship. And I don't think they had golden state in that mix that they, they, that, that one of the reasons they paid Kyle Lowry, the third year was because they thought the thing was wide open. They were right about that. Okay. It's just as wide open for next season. And you know, you look at the Bleacher Report—not that they're following the Bleacher Report power rankings—but the Heat not being in the top ten. I, this is just—I just, I, this has always felt to me like a 2005 offseason. I, I just that to me, that's where this is headed. It's you've got your two big guys, and let's keep just let's keep churning it until we find the right combination around them to try to win a championship. It ended in the Eastern Conference Finals at home, just like uh, well, not at home. this no, it did not finish at home. I can't remember, but yes, it finished at home. If these are co- conference finals at home, I it's been so long, man, since I've actually uh actually followed it. Uh, and I it's it's the same as them losing to Detroit at home, injured players, the whole thing, but you know, not good enough. And and this is where Pat strikes. But I, I got two philosophical questions before I do, I do you want to mention one more sponsor? to recover, to sleep. We always tell you to go to therapistpreferred.com. Use that code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get 25% off your entire order. That's the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies, all of it at therapistpreferred.com. Use that code 5. That's the number 5RSN. Again, therapistpreferred.com. It's the best stuff. We've got lots of people who've signed up there. Make sure that you do it too. Two philosophical questions for you, Greg, before we go. Okay. The first one is, do you think... do you think after hearing Pat Riley at the post-game presser, a postseason presser and just generally his thoughts on players who are not in top condition, all the rest of that, his idea that the playoffs tell, you know, whether or not, you know, you're a guy and get you over the top. Do you think he's emotionally attached to Kyle Lowry? Cause I don't. No, not at all. Um,
3: and I don't mean that in a disparaging way at all. I just think that he hasn't been around long enough. I mean, like, let's just be honest about that. How can you build a relationship with somebody if he hasn't been around very long? So to me, it would be more about managing Jimmy Butler's relationship, which we've talked about already. So to me, no, he would not be. That, he's not attached Um to very many guys i mean he he, ethan you remember he was attached to pj brown like there were guys they put on the table for pj brown he could add Derek coleman he could add mitch
1: richmond it's i mean he tried to get lamar odom but yes you're right um, no he 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 went and darius miles but he he waited forever before he did that he is in my view he's attached to he loves pj tucker but we all know pj's timeline is short he's mm -hmm. attached to jimmy butler on this team
3: yeah, and I think he would do right by Bam too. Um, but Bam has kind of uh, gathered the the overarching trust of a lot of the staff. Like they love Bam to death. Spo loves Bam to death. So yeah, you're right. It, it's really those two guys and. Could you imagine if Andy finds a way to figure it out and not include Kyle? Like, that's like something that I guess um, I've just taken for granted that is impossible. And maybe somebody with a better calculator than I than I have could figure out how to make that happen, Um, whether it's uh, Albert or it's Andy. Um, But that would be an amazing twist to all of this. If like, you know, I've been just taking for granted that Kyle is out and then he sticks around and you have Kyle, Bradley Beal, Bam, Jimmy whoa
1: last philosophical question and check out our sponsors all per construction builders water cleanup of florida prize pictures code five water cleanup use the code excuse me uh uh, therapist preferred use the code five that's number five rsn and of course uh you know we thank everybody for helping us uh get to the the fan-sided side which we'll be introducing some more stuff there in the future do you think at this point pat riley is because he's been both over the past 25 years He's more sentimental or cutthroat at this moment. Oh wow. He's more sentimental. There's no doubt about it. I disagree. Really? I, I disagree. I, I I think he has been, but I think he's sentimental to Jimmy. I think he's going to be cutthroat about building a roster around Jimmy right now. Totally. So I I
3: I I guess I should have prefaced it by saying that um in terms of building the roster, I think he can be cutthroat, but I think like him as a person compared to how he was back when he would run those long practices, etc. he's just a, a, softer person. And yes. I don't mean soft and like, like a Jimmy Butler doesn't like him because he's soft kind of way, just like he's, you know, in his old age, he's not as, as, uh, intense as he once was, but to your point, I don't see anything that would get in the way of him making those tough decisions to build around this roster because, this is the, and we'll, uh, I'll close here. They've, they haven't had many guys as good as this version of Jimmy Butler, and they're going to do right by that fact.
1: He's 77 years old. His star is 32. They were four points from the finals. Everybody failed his star with the exception of a couple of guys. He's in cutthroat mode, guys. Uh, he's not going to wait right now. They, there's a move to be made. He'll make it, and he'll deal with the consequences after, and he'll try to fill in the pieces. We have switched. He has been in settlemental mode. mode. We've talked about it. He's in cutthroat mode right now.
2: Fair to say something's coming?
1: Something's coming. The main thing. Keep the main thing. The main thing. All right, guys. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to our sponsors. We'll be back more this week. Draft on Thursday. More coverage coming up. Check out Brady's articles on the website.
3: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.